0: never heard an approach to business quite like this one and I have a feeling you're going to love it. Today we're doing a deep dive on a unique blend of sexuality, money and business. Yep, you heard me right and why it's exactly what you've been missing in growing your business. In this episode, we fill you in on how you can activate pussy and use pleasure to step into your full power, run a wildly profitable business and make the difference you're here to make. In fact, today's guest used this exact approach to go from four years of struggle to $2 million. If you're sick of the way you feel like business has to be done, you know, the dry, masculine, struggle your way to success kind of vibe, and are ready to access your highest self, the divine, your full power, pleasure, and so much more, keep listening because this shift is going to be every bit as powerful as it sounds. to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Julia motherfucking Wells. Julia is a CEO, coach, and creator of Pussy-Based Business, a unique approach that allows women to use pleasure, mindset, and practical tools to step into their power and turn on and use that to grow thriving online businesses. Her approach is designed to show you there's another way besides hustle to do big things in the world. Julia, welcome to One Simple Chef. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Yay. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I am so excited to have you so that was quite the intro and people who don't know you (laughs) are probably a little confused and are like who is this girl so can you tell me a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it and just give everyone like a brief overview here
1: yeah, totally. I'm like, it's so funny being me because it's like on one hand, I really am that outrageous. But on the other hand, I'm like, I'm kind of the most boring person ever. And so it, when it gets described and I'm like thinking of what's happening in someone's head is they're like, a C-based business, really motherfucking well. It's like, who is this bitch? But I'm also like very casually nobody at the end of the day. And I say that with like so much respect for myself, right? <laughs> it's like, I'm everything and nothing. And so is everyone. Um, but anyways, I am a business coach and I started in the coaching space as someone who like had no idea what the fuck they were doing. I followed a lot of the things of like all of the advice of like, just pick a niche and do all these things and like everything will work out and it's totally fine. You'll make a lot of money. And I just wasn't having a lot of fun. I am someone who like in my normal life is actually kind of outrageous and not at the same time. And couldn't really figure out how to bring this together. And at some point I had like the why my business wasn't really working. I still was kind of floundering. And I had this download that was like, you need to teach about the combination, the magical connection between basically like sexuality and money and business. And I was like, oh, I do like, that's interesting. (laughs) I guess I can do this. And it wasn't like I wasn't a sex coach at the time. I ended up taking a training to like learn some of the deeper stuff around that. But I was someone who was always really guided by pleasure, by enjoying life, by, you know, like the things that light us up and and make us feel alive. And one of that is, I mean, a big part of that is our sexuality, and so I started learning and like bringing this into my own business more and more. And I was like, oh, shit, this is the magic of like, that's our power center, especially for women is like, that's where your intuition lies. It's your connection to the divine. It is actually your pleasure center. I'm talking about your pussy for anyone who's maybe not tracking. And it's just like, it's it's the source of so much. And and for it to not run or be a part of our business just quite literally didn't make sense to me. And it, and it was why I saw a lot of people burning out and like heart centered is cool, but there's like a deeper, richer power when we bring pussy into the mix. And so my work is around like how to wake her up, how to bring her in, how to do that. If you feel like the most vanilla bitch on the block, because like you totally <laughs> can be that um, you don't like have to be like a raving slutty lunatic on the internet with your clothes off. Like I could be, or some of my clients, but um, it's just that like pleasure is, how we self-regulate in terms of our nervous systems. It's how we take things to the next level. It's how we practice receiving. And so it's like literally the core of every business concept and women have to stop doing business like men do it. Cause we just work, our bodies literally work differently. So that is what I'm, here to do and obsessed with.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. So I think my favorite part of, well, I have a lot of favorite parts, but (laughs) what I really love about what you do is I really do think you take such a unique approach that is just like not, talked about nearly yeah. enough because I think that so much of our programming is like hustle it out work harder like so much of my work internal work has been like not making it complicated and not making it fucking hard and feeling it yet yeah. feeling like in the beginning, like it just wasn't worthy if it wasn't difficult. It wasn't, you know, worth anything unless I like, you know, really worked my ass off to make it happen. So of course, I was like making it hard every step of the way. So I bring that up because I think you really do have like a unique approach in talking about this part of life and business that is just kind of a no-brainer and like and of course at the same time Mm -hmm. as it's a why isn't this taught uh, nearly enough or why isn't this talked about nearly enough and I think it's just such an interesting intersection of the two so for someone who is just learning about you for the first time and they're like okay I can like kind of track what they've been talking about so far And they're looking to like step into bringing more pleasure into business because I can understand how, if you're hearing it for the first time, those seem like very different concepts. How can they get started like intertwining the two?
1: Totally. Because I think most of us are taught like have a business so that you can have pleasure, right? Whether that's on the weekends or in the evenings or time with your family or retirement, even if you want to like push it out that much but my whole thing is like the whole process gets to feel good and there's no reason it doesn't. And, you know, this is going to sound really gendered, but you know, there are biological differences between a typical gendered male and female body. Right. So one male men have a lot of testosterone. They can like push and drive and it's pretty consistent. And women have hormones that go up and down all the time. And so because of that, like we don't have the same work drive, but we have a, the superpower of pleasure. Right. And I'll break it down in a second of like, what makes our work even more effective because we're not going to work in that same, like driving straight toward the goal, like hunt and war and all of these things, because biologically that's like why we've developed the way we have. Right. And so mm-hmm. when I talk about pleasure, I am really talking about the activation of any of your five senses. And so I, I like breaking it down that way because it immediately takes the sexuality part out of it, which I also think is so key because for women so many of us have sexual trauma we're conditioned and sexualized culturally and it can get really confusing and really wonky if you haven't Mm. done your work around that which a lot of us have to do because like what we're taught is sex ed in school which is like a fucking (laughs) joke and (laughs) a half no matter how good of a program you had right like
0: or you went to catholic school like me and that was like not even (laughs) a
1: thing you know or you like abstinence only which literally is a thing so so, I talk about pleasures, it's just an activation of any of your senses. So, touch, smell, sight, taste, whatever. And so, when we think of it that way, and then I also break it down into it can be happening during and around business. So, it doesn't mean there's not going to be hard things happening in business. But what I like to think about is how can you activate one of those senses more and more often? Whether that's just like in your day-to-day of like, wow, I never thought about like how important it was to light a candle and have flowers on my desk. Like it sounds really trivial and fluffy, but for a woman who like really, a, a lot of us really feed off of our senses and it really fuels us. And also like when our senses are nourished, a lot of us actually have more regulated nervous systems, which allows us to go take more action because we're not in this like fight, flight, freeze stage that happens when we're like always scared and panicking. And so it just has this like beautiful way of making you feel calmer. It actually makes you feel more like ready to work because you're not like in self-defense mode all of the time. It's way more sustainable because you don't have that sustained testosterone to like go and go and go. And so you might just have an hour or two a day, but if you learn how to do it with pleasure and you have pleasure also outside of business, whether that means sexual, it just means fun. It means playing with your kids. Like anything that's going to feel that goodness to you in your body is going to make a huge difference. It actually feeds work instead of gets to be a reward for work which is like the opposite of how we're all taught to look at it
0: yeah totally I think like when I think about it it's almost that like do your work and then you can have recess mentality where it's like the like the reward is always on the other side and I think that that's kind of where so many of us get stuck because even some of the things you talked about like lighting a candle or having flowers it's like those sound really basic right like that doesn't sound like it would it would be like a big thing and yet like I can speak from experience those are like the exact things I would deny myself when like the business wasn't working yet I'd be like I don't have money for a candle like like, who is this bitch right like why is she saying this because I would be like of course I can't allow myself those things until like after that the truth is I've always had money for a candle like I can call my own bullshit there but like it's that almost like that permission piece I think that makes such a difference because we're so used to putting it off until the other side, putting it off till it's working, till we have the money, till we've proven ourselves worthy, until, until, until when like, I mean, most of the people listening to this can go buy themselves flowers in this very moment, right? And I think that just pointing out that that's actually the thing that fuels the work instead of taking away from it is just like such a massive mindset shift in how you I mean, how you go about life, but how you go about business as well.
1: Yeah. And it's like, if you think about a lot of our power source comes from our body, right? So even like the most basic people, if you're not bought into this would be like, oh yeah, women have like gut instincts or intuition or whatever. Right. And when you're not in your body, you can't really check in with those things. And so a lot of that, like innate wisdom and everything you're, you're actually turning it off and making your job even harder. And so it Again, we've been conditioned to think like get the job done and then go have the pleasure where I found like the more that I invite myself and sometimes even feels like challenge myself or a client to have the pleasure and then go do the job like things get done so much fucking faster. Like if you're grinding through a to do list and you're feeling miserable and instead you were like, I'm going to take an hour for pleasure and you get into your body right and you do something that feels good it could be movement it could be dance again it could just be like slowing down and savoring your food or going for a walk outside and and like being present with it most of the time you're going to come back and be able to just bust through anything because you've gotten back in touch with that like that power you like you've literally like recharged right and plugged back in but we forget to do that and we don't plug in until we're like negative 20 batteries (laughs) yeah It's like your phone is running off a battery pack, which is like, come on, let's, we don't need to do that unless we're like traveling. So I just starting to think in a different way of like pleasure actually comes first and during instead of just after. And it's just, it's radically different. And I was what I say with my clients all the time. The hardest thing you can ever do is let it be easy because of that conditioning that we have. And when you get to the ease, you're going to be like, I'm getting away with this. Like if people knew that business could feel this good or that, you know, like I was having so much fun, you know, something bad is going to happen. Or, you know, even if, if like your partner comes home, they're like, what'd you do today? You're like, I don't know. I worked for an hour and I kind of like fucked around and did a bunch of things that felt good. They'd be like, like, okay. <laughs> but you're like, but I did the things that felt good and like got the work done because I could be really efficient and focused. And I don't know. It's just like game changer.
0: I'm not sure we mentioned this yet, but you've built your business to what, 2 million at this point using this approach? Over 2 million. So like, yeah,
1: yeah, it's wild. Like just for context for anyone, I'd like, I spent the first four years in the coaching industry, not doing things this way. And I got to the point where I almost couldn't get out of bed and, and do anything. Cause I was so overwhelmed by what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And pleasure definitely wasn't one of those things. It wasn't as endless. much as I like, no, as much as I craved it, wanted it, needed it, all of the things. And when I started doing this, and I really just capped myself to how much I could work every single day, and the rest of it, I really spent in pleasure. Everything turned around, and so at first, I would say like it took me a good six to nine months for that ship to really turn and be like, okay, this is different. Here's a new way of operating. But the wild part is after it really clicked and the more I kept reinforcing this for myself and being so devoted to it, everything changed so fast. So it's like two and a half, almost two and a half million dollars in two and a half years or something like that. Right. And the most of most of it happened in the past year. So this year we're at like we're recording this on November 23rd and I think Mm -hmm. we're at 1.3 million for the year or something ridiculous so it just it just keeps compounding like the pleasure effect and again it's not to say there's not hard stuff it's not that I don't get tempted to work really hard or sometimes get pulled into something but when I come back to pleasure it's what has allowed me to grow this big this fast and not burn out and not blow out like you know I might work up to 40 hours a week most of the time my schedule is like 25 hours and, you know, if I fuck around on social media because I have nothing else to do, I can like time suck my way into 40 <laughs> hours or something, but like very rarely. Right. And so instead I've just like used this to learn how to scale my programs and to work through visibility blocks and not overcomplicate stuff and let other humans help me and support me. And it's just been such a game changer and, and then turn around and did it for hundreds of clients to really see that it's not just like a fluke of this one girl.
0: Yeah, it's not just it's, it's so it's so Julia. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, totally. I like, I run in communities where this is like, you know, explore like being a sex coach and exploring pussy and sexuality is more common. There's still bubbles by all means, but it's never been brought into business. Like that's the thing I see is even like People who know the power of sexuality, who know what pussy and pleasure can do, still didn't figure out how to operate their business from this place because it's so anti everything else we've been taught. And so it's been so cool to just like, I don't know, like literally hack all of the ways that we've been taught. And it's mind blowing.
0: So much of what we talked about in today's episode goes back to finding what feels good so you can grow a thriving online business. And what I know to be true is that if you're not closing the sales or getting the clients you want, you likely haven't found a way to sell that actually feels good to you. That's what I'm here to help you uncover on my free 30-minute Sincere Sales Coaching Call. Together, we'll get to the root of your biggest mindset challenge around sales and shift it so you can start selling in a way that feels about a million times better, plus has the results to show for it. I only offer a limited number of these calls each week, so be sure to grab yours at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales and find a time that works for you. So were you always this on board with pleasure being the thing? Or did it, was it like, oh. uh, I'm going to test it and see how this works for me. And then I'm going to turn around and teach it. Like what made it, I know you said you got to download, but like what made it yeah. the thing that you were like, this is it?
1: I mean, I think it was partly one, like that, that is kind of my nature. Like I've always been really playful. I've always kind of, even in corporate and other spaces, I was like the person who would like fuck around and talk for eight hours a day and then stay late and work for one hour and just bang out my work undistracted. Mm-hmm. And You know, like, and I was like, okay, so like, that's how I operated there. And then I got into the coaching space and I tried the way where you're like doing a million things and it didn't work. And so I was like, okay, so there's like my way that's always gotten me results. Then there's this other way I tried where I like really beat myself up because I couldn't spend six to eight hours a day building out websites and funnels and doing market research and like niching and all of these things. And so it just felt like, listen, I've tried some other things. I'm going to go all in on this. And listen, if it doesn't work, cool. But I don't know. I've seen like the magic of this in every other realm. There's no way that this can't be true about business. And I'm just going to have to stick with it as long as it takes. And so that's kind of been my dedication to it and figuring it out and being willing to bet on myself because I was like, listen, I seen pretty much zero other evidence of people doing this. And the only way to go do it is to test it and try it. And, and luckily was in a position to be able to do that. And it worked.
0: So what was your mindset work like then versus what <laughs> it was like now? Like, talk to me about that. Was, does it look different? Does it look the same? Like, how did it shift?
1: Yeah. So I tend to do, I call it the sandwich technique and it's kind of my go-to mindset and has always been this way. And it's not that I like don't deviate from it, but I basically like do a page of like feel good stuff. So I'll do like brags, gratitude, desires, celebrations. Then I do a page of like all of my fears. So like, okay, I want this thing, but like, this is what my brain's telling me. And if this happens, then this happens just so I can like get clear on what those subconscious blocks are around it. And then I do a page of like future journaling. So I just... My whole belief is like your brain literally doesn't know the difference of whether it's living in the past, the current or the future. And so Mm -hmm. you just start tricking it to live in the future and and start to create those new neural pathways and the new thoughts that you would think and what you would do if you were like, oh my God, I'm working half the amount of time and making as much money, if not more. And I would text so-and-so this, and I would say this, and I would feel this, and I would practice all of that. And so what I would say changed the most, though, is that when I used to do that, it felt incredibly fucking fake. It felt so... Like, the fears felt real as fuck. The future journaling felt fake and impossible. And, like, I was such an idiot for even thinking I could have that and create that, right? But the more I've done it, now it's completely shifted where the future stuff, I can get there in a heartbeat. And I have so much evidence to know that, like, if you look back at my old journals all of that future shit has come true. Like it's fucking wild. I've gone through journals and like, usually on the front page, I write everything that I want and I'll put like some stuff that's like, you know, kind of seems not realistic, but like attainable. And then Mm -hmm. they'll just be like absurd shit. And it's like, okay, cool. So like almost everything, but like two things of like, Go on 10 helicopter trips or something. Like, <laughs> you know, it's coming true. And like, write a best-selling book. It's like, well, I'm not even trying to sit down and write any kind of book right now. So of course that didn't come true. Um, but it's just like starting to say those things and do them and then be the person that's willing to like feel a little stupid or sit with your fear and know that there's nothing wrong with that. And so that was just my process. And so now it's like, I can look at the fears and be like, well, that's cute. I've done a lot of things scared. So like no big deal. At least I know what they are. And then as soon as they come up, I can just tell myself like, actually, this is what we're going to believe. And this is what we're going to go do. So it's just that process of like being with my own shit. But before I used to like be like, well, maybe it's true. I'm not good enough. And like, maybe it's true that like no one wants to hire me. And like, I, I sold to everyone I could sell. And now I'm like, oh, like I'm having that same thought. But what I'm going to go do is like sell and prove myself wrong in like the kindest non-hustly provey way, you know, like I'm just going to go get a different piece of evidence and I'm going to figure out how to do that. And so that has been the biggest shift for me is like, I just don't believe the other stuff and like the charge is gone because I just sat and did it enough times and got the evidence.
0: I think what's so fascinating about that is that the actual like practice itself hasn't shifted that much no. and I think that that's like so interesting because I think sometimes we think like oh well like when I'm at x point then I'll be doing then I'll be like meditating yes. 12 hours a day or whatever the yeah, fuck right? totally. like and it's just like the actual container that you were using sounds pretty, pretty much the same. Like it doesn't sound like it shifted a lot.
1: (laughs) No, I I think that's the cool thing is like, you can look at any part of what I do. My pleasure, the way that I approach pleasure hasn't really shifted. It's not like I fucking masturbate 17 hours a day and like do wild (laughs) shit. Like I just am lazy and I do what I do and I like it. And then my mindset, I do the same practice and my strategy in my business has not changed. Like From that first month when we made 10K to now, I literally follow the exact same strategy. I just plug in a different offer and then we go do it. And so that has also allowed me to like have that other level of ease. Like I never have to overthink like, what am I going to journal on or what am I, how am I going to launch this? It's like, all right, let's just run the play and run the play and run the play. And I feel like that's how you see like really good teams in sports do things. And like same thing in business is like, don't overcomplicate it. Just get really efficient and good at things.
0: Julia actually has a really good podcast episode that she did on this and I'm like trying to remember which one it was I think it was like your questions about 10k months or five figure months or something about that uh, where you like break it down like step by step exactly like what those pieces are and the reason I found that particular podcast episode fascinating is because like you apl- you directly applied it to your business you're like here is the plug and play like this is exactly yes. how we do it And it's just, I think it's so useful for people to see it through that frame because it's so easy. Like our brains totally want to go to that place where like, well, of course it's possible for her. She's made 2.5 million, right? Like, of course she says mindset works the thing and pleasure is the thing because like she's at 2.5 million. It's like so easy for us to discount everything that comes before that. Whereas I think like, like just the way you explained it and I'm like, Trying to remember the name of your podcast. And it's something AF, right? Wait, what the fuck? I was like, there's like an acronym
1: or something, right? (laughs) The Facebook group is Visible AF. I just throw a lot of like swear word abbreviations. Okay.
0: I wasn't that far off. Um, But yeah, Yeah, so definitely go check out that podcast episode because I think like you did a really good job of explaining it there. But it's just so useful to see that like, It like the the like you said, the strategy itself hasn't changed that much. You're still anchoring into pleasure. And like that's the thing that got you here.
1: A hundred percent. And there's even a podcast I did since that that I read my own old journal entries from. So I just launched a program called Social Media Seductress. And so I read the journal entries from when I did that launch two years ago. And that was my first big launch for a group program. And I just sold out my one-on-one and mastermind for the first time. And then I'm doing it this year on the heels of like having sold out everything for the last two years. Right. But it's so fascinating to me because a lot of the journal entries read the same way, but they didn't feel the same way. Like you, it really is like, it's going to feel so hard at the beginning, but if you don't change course and if you keep doing the things like it's going to get easier, but if you keep burning it down and restarting, like you're just going to drive yourself crazy and not see the results. And and I don't want that for anyone because obviously you're here because you like what you hopefully like what you do and want to do it to serve people.
0: (laughs) And if not, that's a whole nother mindset thing. (laughs) 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 So I think that that's just like, so interesting to me that like, you've seen this play out, right? Like you've seen this play out for years, right? So like, you're just like, Such a good example of this. And I think most of us can't see, we have a hard time seeing that far ahead, I guess is what I would say. Like, we have a hard time like sitting six months into business and picturing like four years down the line at 2.5 million or whatever. But I think that that's why, like, I always like to look at stories like this as evidence of what's possible. And I think that that's just such a beautiful, like, like, there's so much evidence there, right? Like, there's so much evidence of like how tapping into pleasure really supports you in that how a consistent mindset practice supports you in that like I know you also talk a lot about deciding and I think like that's another thing we could probably talk about here and bring in here too because like did you always know were you always like locked in on that like this is going to be a million dollar business
1: no way I was like the least decided person you've ever met I'm notoriously indecisive like a rule in my business is if I don't have to make the decision, I don't like, I'll give it to anyone else, but it is what fr- has freed me up over the f- last few years to finally be able to make those big decisions. Like we are going to be a million dollar business and I'm going to grow it until we get there. And I'm going to figure out those things, but you ha- I have, I had to like let everything else fall away because that's the one thing that like team, your coach, no one can ever hold that level of going after a goal or a dream or desire for you but they could decide like my team gets to decide the dates that we launch, what we call stuff like, you know, sometimes I'll, obviously I'll I'll have input on it. But a lot of times I just don't really fucking care because I save my deciding calories for those really big things. And then just to go back to your other thing about like, you know, being able to see that far out, I don't plan very far out in advance. Right. Like I it was always just one launch and then the next launch and then the ne- next launch. And like this past year we had a calendar for the year just because of the sake of team and sanity and keeping things like ahead of schedule. But the first year or two, we really flew by the seat of our pants. And we just were like, "Cool, what's the next thing we could do? And how could we fill the next gap? Like, okay, so we're sold out one-on-one. How could we do something lower and then have lower and then higher and then middle and whatever. And so I just say that to say too, is like, your plan isn't what's going to get you there. It is that being able to like decide. And if one launch flops, who cares? Like go do the next thing and then try that launch again with like the same strategy, but just do it a little better or with a little more pleasure or more mindset at this point or whatever that is. And I think that's been so helpful to me because I'm not someone who's a big planner. I wasn't really good at deciding like I could only get behind one thing. Like, sure. Are there journal entries from seven years ago? That's like, I want to have a million dollar business. And like yeah, absolutely. But for the longest time, it finally got to the point where I was like, I just want 10k months. Like that's all I want. Like if I can just do that, I'm gonna be happy. And then like I hit it and blew by it because I guess I'm a overachieving <laughs> psychopath <laughs> trying to take over the world of my pussy at the same time. But you know, like it, it's just that reminder of you can always be holding two things at once. You just have to decide what's the one that's like immediately in front of you, and so it didn't necessarily always be like a million dollars is our core leading goal right now. It's just like crush this launch and then crush the next one and then get more uncomfortable and stretch for the next one and the next one. And like, I set goals that I fail at all day long. Like I'm very notorious for this. Now it doesn't get me much closer to them. And does it have me have incredible results? Yeah, absolutely. But I fail on a very regular basis and I'm just okay with that because again, if I set a realistic goal, I would hit it, but it, was realistic like i didn't have to get uncomfortable for it so to me that i don't know that's not really the game i like playing i like to go do uncomfortable things well, I think
0: it's also the thing that's created results for you too, yeah. right? Like I think like, I think sometimes this depends on the person too. And I think like, you know, a good coach knows when you're the kind of person where, who will like set the goal or the intention and like freak the fuck out and pull all the way yes. back and feel defeated and be like, fuck this. I'm like starting over with a new business, right? Like I think yeah. early on, I definitely had those moments, but I think oh, like boy. also like there comes a time where, like you said, the mindset stuff starts to feel less charged. It starts to feel like more like, okay, I can set this. Like my nervous system can handle if I don't hit this. I'm not going to like completely bail on this business. Right. And it's just Mm -hmm. like you can handle more of it. So I think that like, at least for me, I felt like that's evolved with my business. Like my capacity to handle whatever the fuck, like if I didn't hit the big goal is just so much better than it would have been in the beginning when I would have just freaked the fuck out.
1: Yeah. And I'll say this too, is like, you're always working on both things. So if you build your capacity and tolerance to hold like disappointment or negativity or bad things happening, you know, that you would deem as negative and you handle them, right. You don't crush and get crushed and quit your business. You're also building your capacity and tolerance to handle really good stuff because, I know this can be slightly annoying when you're like not at your goal yet, but it actually is quite difficult, if not harder to hold really good stuff. Because again, especially if you've gotten it through pleasure and ease, that's very counterculture. It starts to bring up a whole new set of fears for a lot of us and things that we have to work through that we probably haven't because we're just more accustomed to like kind of feeling and beating ourselves up. And so just see it as you're also doing yourself a service whichever way you're working on that. So like set a goal and win and be like, cool, I have capacity to hold like the whole spectrum. Set a goal, fail, feel disappointed, be like, cool, I'm just expanding my capacity to feel things, which is fine. It's just as long as you don't let that dictate how your business moves in the the bigger picture things, like you're going to be totally fine.
0: Yes, that is such a good point. And like, I love the way you frame that too. So There was something someone, I don't know if you filled out the form, someone filled out the form and wrote like, (laughs) okay, I'm like, someone said the one thing you never do. And I'm like, okay, so what is the one thing you never do? Do you remember? I know.
1: Yeah, this is so funny because this is so like classic being like, oh, God, what the fuck did I say? (laughs) But I would say I think we kind of covered it. The one thing I never do is investigate if a limiting belief is true or not. So if a belief makes me feel bad, my kind of like, I guess we'll call it religion for lack of a better thing is like there's I just don't believe that it could ever possibly be true if it feels bad. So if something feels bad, I'm like, oh, interesting. I can be aware of that. I need a new belief. Maybe there's some old like healing or things to go into there, but it's never true, right? So if I was like, oh, if I put this out, people are going to hate me. Or if this launch fails, it would be so embarrassing or, you know, whatever that is. I'm just, you know, I'm not good enough to do this. Someone's doing it better. If those things make you feel bad, just don't investigate them. Just learn how to flip them, learn how to hold them in your body and be like, cool. So I'm scared shitless. And I'm like, still going to go take the action or like, Oh my God, my brain's telling me I'm so not enough. Or I'm going to be too much. Maybe if I share this result or say something I want to say, and it's like, cool, go do it anyways. And you're going to be fine. But if you get stuck there over investigating stuff that makes you feel bad, like that was my old pattern. And it, it's such a trap. And so I would say like, that's the thing I think surprises people when my clients are like, well, like, what if this, I'm like, why would we spend time investigating something your brain is just making up to protect you? Like, it just is, it is what it is. Like, move on. <laughs> and I think
0: to a certain extent, I can see how easily we fall into that because I think we, we're, like, trying to protect ourselves, right? Like, if, if I 100%. investigate this and I know for like as much research as I do, I can find it's not true. It's almost like that's going to protect you from like one, it actually happening or two, like feeling the effects if it actually did happen. I have never found that to be true. Like I've never had that actually help or support you in getting more of what you want. Like it just like doesn't. Never. I literally like way.
1: Yeah, I made an affirmation for a client today that was like, I might fuck this up, but it was like, I never worry about the other shoe dropping because I know I can handle shoes dropping because again, it was like, she'd been so scared to do and say certain things because she's like, oh my God, what if the other shoe drops and like, or someone gets mad at me or this thing happens. And then it was like the thing happened and she was like, oh, like that was kind of an uncomfortable 24 hours, but then I figured it out. And so I feel like it's that same thing as like, your brain's going to try to solve for all of these future scenarios versus just like, go do the things. And if it happens, then reach out and ask for support and learn how to figure it out. That's what's going to actually build you resilience. But if you kind of get stuck in that, those like, what if scenarios and those fears, like, yeah, they're very well intentioned. Your brain is trying to protect you. That's a great thing that brains do it's just learning how to manage it is going to be your biggest asset.
0: So let's bring that concept back to pleasure because I think okay. a lot of times the fear that comes up for people there is like, but if I spend all this time, I mean, I can even raise my hand here. I've totally had yes. It's Like, if I spend, all this time like in pleasure and like embracing all this good and feeling my senses and all these things like won't like won't that allow for all this other bad stuff to happen that I would have missed out on like worrying about or like freaking the fuck <laughs> out about or yeah. like I just like wouldn't wouldn't be I'm using air quotes here for everyone but like yeah. wouldn't be a good business owner because good business owners must like be freaking the f out all the time and not be yeah. tapped into pleasure right yeah
1: yeah, and it's so fucked up because here's the the truth of it: bad shit's gonna happen to you. Bad shit happens to humans all day long. People die. Tragic accidents happen. Someone pisses you off. You get in a fight. Whatever. Same thing in business. You're gonna make a mistake. Something's. You're gonna do something wrong with your money. A client's gonna get mad at you. A boundary's gonna like fall apart. Whatever. So like, it just it's a given. So the cool thing is, if you're in pleasure, and not even all day long, but like if you're in pleasure, you're this literally will regulate your nervous system, right? And when that is true, you can then go handle those things from a place of being like really grounded. And, and it's not going to say that like, you're not going to have fears and there's not going to be things, but you're way less likely to go into an actual trauma response of like a full, like fight back or go freeze or go attack somebody else or, you know, like whatever that thing is, or literally peace out and be avoidant for months in your business. Like I've done that too. And so it's like it sounds counterintuitive, but it's exactly what's going to allow you to show up in those moments. Uh, Because you can't strategy your way out of them necessarily, right? Like you kind of have to feel them. And the more you practice like being okay and being safe in your body and taking really good care of yourself, it's that much easier. And of course, pair it with the mindset work of like knowing how to deal with those things. But I just have found for every single one of my clients it's made a huge difference for them. And again, it doesn't, it could just be like a little bit of intentional pleasure every day. Um, but the more like mindful you are, the more tapped in and connected and all of that. I just, it, it truly makes such a difference. And the other thing too, is, I kind of touched on this is like one of the hardest things for my clients is success. And for most of us, right. And the last thing you want to do is have good results in your business and get so dysregulated in your nervous system because that actually feels scary and foreign compared to anything else. And then drop out of your business. This is where you see a lot of the like one hit wonders in the coaching industry, yeah. or you've even had a big month and then you disappeared the next month and people have a lot of those like start stoppy things for a long time. It's because your nervous system dysregulated. It's because you don't feel safe and pleasure to me is how you start to build a lot of that up. It's not that might not be like other therapy and trauma work but pleasure is just like an everyday it's a free fucking tool like you (laughs) you don't have to even buy the the flower and the candles (laughs) like you can sit here and just like I will like if I'm having a hard client call I will like stroke the palm of my hand or my inner thigh if something is happening I will just take a few deep breaths like it is free to you if you are still in a nine to five you can go take a deep breath in the corner like you can do something that is like soothing for you. And that is going to keep your nervous system feeling so much better. So for when the bad shit happens, but also for when the good shit happens, because it is alarmingly terrifying for most of us. And so this is just like your insurance policy, essentially of like, you can handle anything if you're used to like feeling good and taking care of yourself.
0: It's like so funny that we need to have like this much conversation and this much convincing (laughs) around like
1: like. just fucking feeling good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm so sorry I want you to feel good this is like <laughs> yeah. when people sometimes are like well you might like have haters or whatever I'm like or yeah like you know whether it's my own brain or other people but I'm like okay so people are mad at me because I make a lot of money on the internet trying to help women feel better like what the fuck is wrong with that like that doesn't yeah. even make any sense in my brain I'm like yeah I'm actually not gonna stop what I'm doing <laughs> and like It's fine if I step on a toe because what I'm doing is actually like giving people true freedom, right? When you can be able to handle anything, when you can feel good through it, whether again, whether you do that for free or you're spending money, it doesn't really matter. That's why I think it's like so accessible, so important. And it's just counter to how we've always done the things.
0: Yes. So everyone, you heard it. This is a giant dose of permission to start including pleasure in your life, in your business so that you can regulate that nervous system and really get those bigger results that you want in your business and be able to hold them, which was a huge part of the conversation we had today, too. So, Julia, if people love what they heard from you, where can they find you?
1: I have been deleted off the Instagram as Julie Motherfucking Wells. I have resurrected as Julia mother effing Wells, but you'll see everyone still calls me by the old thing. Cause you can't not, it was like so fun. So my Instagram has a bunch of good stuff. I have a podcast called wait, what the fuck you can binge so many good episodes of like all of the things, pleasure, mindset, the practical of how to grow a six and seven figure business. And then I have a free Facebook group called Visible AF. If you just want to practice getting visible and doing things scared, doing things in a new way from pleasure, there's so much permission in there. Um, So if you ever feel like you're the only one around you, not hustling or trying to make that switch or whatever, it's such a good place to get started.
0: Yes, I love it so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. We'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift.